Welcome to the Mental Health in Schools podcast, designed and delivered by Anna Bateman. This episode's podcast is some young men talking openly about what schools can do to improve mental health, particularly the mental health of boys and men. Their openness to share their thoughts helps us understand the world of friendship, needing a trusted adult, and the different generational perception of men's mental health. First, a quick word from our sponsors. At Jigsaw PSHE, we believe that personal development and strategies to build mental well-being need to be taught and not left to chance. Jigsaw, the mindful approach to PSHE, leads the way in providing children and young people with its acclaimed, well-structured and developmental less-than-a-week learning experience in PSHE from ages 3 to 16. Detailed lesson plans and all the teaching resources needed, along with free updates and ongoing support, make Jigsaw an invaluable, relevant and fresh resource, taking the worry out of PSHE planning. Written by teachers for teachers. Unmindfulness philosophy and practice underpins the whole programme. Statutory government requirements for relationships, health and sex education are amply covered. For more information, go to www.jigsawpshe.com or call at Jigsaw HQ. Now to the podcast. So welcome to our podcast for mental health in schools. Today's podcast is all about amplifying our young people's voice and getting them to share their feelings and thoughts on what it might or might not be like to have mental health difficulties or, or more, what schools can do to help um, our young people with their mental health and, and maintain good mental health. So I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by three young people today who are going to introduce themselves. My name's Nat. Josh. Oh, well, lovely to have you here, um, guys, and thank you so much for taking time out to to talk to us. But just thinking then about mental health and how we maintain good mental health, in terms of a school context, what really helps you um, to be able to talk about mental health confidently? What is it about school and school life that helps you with that? Well, you've got friends that you can talk to, and like they would be supportive because... Like, as you're all the same age, you can sort of synthesise with each other. Yeah. So then it makes it easier because it's easier to talk to your friends than it is to talk to, say, an adult. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah. So your friends are a really, really important part of maintaining good mental health and being able to talk about problems when they arise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what about yourselves? So to keep good mental health in school, I think... Really, it needs to be explored more in lessons um, because a lot of people don't really know what mental health is all about, Mm. even though it can be just how you feel on a day-to-day basis. The little things can change a lot of things in your life, so I think it should be explored more in lessons so people really truly understand what it's all about and where they can get help. Um, when you say exploring lessons, what, what, what would those lessons look like? So, think? really like listening at different people's views on mental health, looking at different people's situations and things that have happened to them, and really just trying to understand how they feel and trying to understand what they go through. Okay, and is that with the view of being able to learn from other people? and Or is it also about 
realising that you're not alone. Yeah, I think, like, people should understand that they're not alone and there are people they can speak to and people who can help them because in in everybody's life there's always going to be something mm. that will affect their mental health. Just don't know what that will be. So you want to feel prepared? Yeah, like, everybody should feel safe and feel prepared in what is going to happen with them and who they can speak to and where they can find their help. Mm. And you mentioned a couple of times about schools being able to sort of say where to get help. Is that a big part of that kind of culture in school? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. And how might a school be able to do that? So if they're going to let you know um, what's available in the area, you've talked about that through lessons. Yeah. Are there any other ways in which you think schools could do that? So if somebody is struggling, then there should be someone in the school who can help them out and who they should be able to feel safe to speak to and who they can feel confident in that is going to be able to help them. And then I think they should be able to provide advice and help on who to speak to and just really how to sort themselves out. Yeah, so someone that you can go to and get that, you know, that yeah. help from. Um, I haven't had many, like, issues with mental health. I've always been quite happy yeah. and whatnot. Um... And what do you think are the things that help you to maintain that? Because I think that's a really, really important point. It isn't you know, necessarily that we're talking about the fact that you know, we've had a mental health difficulty, we've learnt from it, we understand where we might get support, but actually maintaining good mental health is really, really important. So what do you think helps you to, to do that and how do you think the school helps with that? Um, really mainly staying in contact with my friends and just, like, if anything, like, happens... Mm. You can always like go to your parents and just say, "This happened." They can like comfort you and whatnot. But I mean, the main point is speaking to my friends. Like, really mm. helps because yeah. like, like, yeah, <laughs> just makes is that feel because they um, they understand where you're coming from. Or is that because you trust them? What What is it you think about the friendships that you've got around you that that help with that? Um, it's like they always can understand like your point of view where you're coming from and whatnot mm. they're there for you yeah. like they're always there to help you and if you're struggling they're there to try and make you feel better mm. and try and understand what's up that's nice isn't it there's a bit of a perception I think sometimes around boys mental health or men's mental health particularly that men and boys don't open up and don't talk about their feelings or don't talk about what's going on in their lives but you're telling me that's not necessarily the case anybody got any thoughts on that well a lot of boys say teenagers wouldn't really go to parents because say if they have a dad and like they try and talk to the dad about it the dad would probably say to the child if he's a boy to suck it up and be a man mm. and that it doesn't really get to the point and then that could actually make the person feel worse. Yeah. But then with a friend, because they're your same age, they're probably going to do the same things mm. in probably a, a different angle right. but still relatable. It's interesting. Do you think um, that's a generational thing? So do you think that older yeah. generation... Have got the attitude of kind of just man up, suck it up, deal with it. Yeah, very much so. Whereas your generation, 
I'm more, much more open yeah. to, to just saying, hey, you know, I'm feeling like this, or mm. I need help with that. With, um, with that, though, like, part of the statement I agree with, I do think boys and men in general struggle to talk about their feelings and open up as much. Mm. And I think some people may may not wish to do it because they don't want to make themselves seem a lesser of a man or to seem like more weak but generally in our generation there are more people going through similar things mm. and you do generally feel like there are people there for you who, who can help you and who do understand mm. but at the same time it's like you don't really want to talk to your parents generally or certain adults yeah. with your friends they're they're just there for you and they understand and sometimes it can feel quite intimidating having to speak to an adult or your parents because you're not sure what their opinion will be and you know that your friends will always stick up for you mm. and they won't judge you by that and not to say that an adult would judge you but it's easier to open up to someone who's really close to you day in, day out mm. and always trying to help you. Mm. Do you think that fear of judgement is quite big in it as a barrier? Yeah. And now a short break to hear from our sponsors. CPOMS is an online system for schools to manage pastoral concerns and events and is now used by over 10,000 schools. The main reason it works so well is that the categories of information a school logs on CPOMS are chosen by the school, so that the concerns you face that are unique to your community or individuals can be logged accordingly. It saves a huge amount of time compared to doing things on paper. Chronologies for pupils or school-wide reports can be generated quickly. The Service Point support team provide an incredible standard of service and one of the main reasons that CPOMs are spread by word of mouth to so many schools. For more information, go to www.cpoms.co.uk, where you can also book a demo for your school. Now back to the podcast. So it's the, the fear of judgment um, is one. Do you think there's anything school could do to help reduce that fear of going for help? Because I know at the beginning you talked about how you would go for help and that there needed to be a particular member of staff who could help you access support when you need it. Um, Is there anything else schools you think could do to help to um, not be a barrier, I guess, to to you talking? Maybe every now and again, if there are maybe a few certain people going through some tough times or some issues... Maybe speak to them as a group and just talk about it more in general because the way people become more acceptant of things is when they're talked about. Mm -hmm. If you just leave it locked up inside and never let it come out, then it's just going to build up and become worse. And I think that works not just for this, but for a lot of things in life. You have to talk about it to understand it and really... You know, like, try and tackle it. Yeah. So it's important the school has a culture of, of the fact that you can talk yeah. and open up as part of that. Yeah, and have, like, more people who, like, learn how to deal with the situations so people don't feel like, oh, there's only one person I can speak to, but that 
there's more people on a whole that they can generally feel safe and comfortable to speak to. Yeah. So we've talked about a couple of things, so friendships um, being really, really important as part of maintaining your mental health. We've talked about the school's open policy and, and, and being open about you feeling like you can go and talk to people without feeling judged. We've talked about there being a member of staff specifically for, for mental health. Is there anything else that you personally think really helps you um, or the school really helps you with? I would say, like, as a suggestion, there should be, like, places that you could go if you needed your time, like, just to have to yourself, because at the moment, like, there's not really much place because of all safeguarding. Yeah. But Like a designated uh, area. Especially with boys, because boys can get very uh, boisterous mm-hmm. and, like... If they're in a mood, they can end up starting a commotion in the classroom and end up getting a punishment for it. But if they if they're know that they can step out of the classroom, have a breather, get it all out, and then come back in and have a restart of what's ever gone on, or even forget about it, that should be really good for them. Yeah, there needs to be something like for a release, whether it be a nice, calm, quiet room or... Or even if it be a punching bag per se, it's something to release that stress out onto. And whether you prefer to do it in a calmer way or a more boisterous way, mm. you, like we need to feel like there's somewhere where we can release our stress yeah. and just calm ourselves down yeah. and know that it doesn't need to worry us. I really like that. What do you think the consequences are of not being able to have a space in order to do that? Um, occasionally outbursts. Yeah. And that going on to punishment. Okay. Like with a personal thing of mine, like it builds up inside and yeah. they, when I get home, there would be times and periods that I would go up to my room and just cry, like for, yeah. say, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And... It's because it's all built up, yeah. and there's no way for me to really let it out. Because some some of the things you wouldn't want to talk to your friends about, because as boys they would make fun of you in certain ways, but then you would still be able to talk to them. Yeah. But then some things that you can't really talk to them about because it's too personal. Yes. Yeah. And so you hold it all together mm. for the for the whole day at school, and then literally just get home and just just let it out. Mm. Yeah, and you think it would be healthier if you could be able to just sort of let it out during the day rather than just hold on to it. All. Yeah. What does that do? Does what does, does it do anything for your time in school? Do you find it harder to concentrate if you're having to kind of you know contain the the feelings? What what happens? But well, yeah, it can put your focus off because you could be thinking about the thing that's putting you off. And that can also contribute to making it a bigger problem mm. and making it even like more of a build up and make more of the action of it. Yeah. So like it would be best for it to be like throughout the day you could lay it out. Mm. So yeah. Really good idea. Um I mean the thing is, like in schools they they do try like to open up to kids with like issues and things like that but they don't always understand like 
yeah. why and they can't see where they're coming from. Like, um, most most of the time I tell like, my best friends, like, pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and, like, sometimes I go, ooh, you, you know, making fun of me. But I find it easier rather than just going, like, having a strop. Yeah. I'm just, like, to take the mick out of myself. Right, OK. Cause then it'll, they'll just stop. So, like, they see that I yeah. don't care. So. so learning to laugh at yourself a little bit, not take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, that's really insightful. I think all of us could learn from yeah. that, definitely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I, I agree with Will's comment on sometimes people not understanding because I think too often people are too quick to jump to conclusions that someone's just misbehaving or or there's some certain problem. But I think sometimes people need to look a bit deeper and start to try and understand what some people go through and what's on their mind yeah. and actually just listen to people sometimes and listen to what they have to say mm-hmm. and really think about how you could help them. Okay. So some of the research we know about the way that boys particularly present mental health difficulties does tend to be in the perhaps the more um, sort of outwards in terms of behaviour yeah. um, and um, so do you think it's more important, well I guess it's as important, whoever you are, to be able to try and yeah. find out why. And that's really important for yeah. schools to be able to do. Do you think they do that well? Or? Mm, some, I think some people do, but mm. then I think other people just don't really want to hear about it. But I definitely agree that for boys it's very important because it's easier for boys to actually like go forward with something rather than just be quiet about it yeah and I think it would help more if people are there to listen but actually show to them that they're there to listen Mm. rather than someone having to try search for certain people and just know that anybody there is there for them yeah okay so again it's that openness and that open culture the fact that um teachers and staff can um, be willing to listen yeah. as to why something might be occurring yeah. and it's not always that surface behaviour yeah. that there's something else going on what do you think again I guess the question is what do you think the consequences of, of not doing that of not listening and taking things sort of at face value when things occur what do you think the consequences are of not doing that I think sometimes really they're causing problems for themselves if they're not if someone isn't prepared to listen mm. because if something has been bottled up with someone for a long time and it's really angering them or stressing them out and it's just building up eventually they are going to burst out whether that be at school outside of school during a lesson during break there's the likelihood that they'll um, burst out is high yeah. because boys are more physical just in general mm-hmm. and like when they need to release their emotions it just comes flooding out at one point it's almost hard to contain it sounds yeah. like so do you think that you talked about sort of lessons and being able to understand I guess your mind your emotions do you think lessons on being able to help uh, regulate the kind of bursts 
what are your thoughts on lessons like that? Uh, well, we have a lesson called PSME, which is like like stuff that would be outside of school. Yeah. But we don't really cover with mental health. It's mainly on like drugs or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we don't really get an insight of what actually what people can do on mental health. Yeah. And it, it's not really efficient. Because then, as boys, we wouldn't really talk about it. And we it's a stereotype that boys want to act or tough and not really have like weak emotion yeah but then at the end of the day we're all human and we're all gonna have a weak emotion that's gonna one day bring us down not like say kill us Mm -hmm. but like it will just make us say snap at one person and that could instantly lose a friend or snap at one person and you feel really bad about yourself and that's going to add on to it and add on to it and add on to it until mm. it gets too much. Mm. You can't bear it. So being able to um, deal with emotions as they occur, I think we've yeah, talked about it, so it doesn't build or we don't make a mistake or we lose a friendship. So being able to learn what goes on inside our bodies and how to talk about our emotions in a healthy way, Yeah, I think is what you were saying. Excellent. And is there anything else you think schools can do um, to help maintain good mental health? Probably, as we were saying, have one like or two members of staff that you can talk to, because at some schools they would have that already, but then once you've said that to a certain member of staff, they would probably give it to another person, and that person would give it to another person. Yeah, it's like and a big cycle, it all just gets passed down. And it spreads around the school... It could be private and you're trying to keep it away from your parents and you think you can only talk to your school and the school goes blabbering it to uh, the your parents mm-hmm. and then that can make you feel worse and then less trust trusting yeah. of the actual people. Yeah. So I think like they should have a person that they can speak to that's just sorts to them and they don't pass it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. They deal with you, say... If it's a mental health issue, they could refer you to therapy, mm-hmm. but not go spreading it to, say, other teachers or yeah. going to your parents about it. Mm-hmm. But they would like, ask your parents if you have your child, if the child's permission to talk to the parents, then yes. Yeah. It's a tricky one, that, isn't it, yeah. for schools? I think, with, as you, I think you used the word safeguarding earlier, um, you know, we, ha- we do have a statutory duty to protect the well-being and that includes the mental health of all the students in its care so you know I think it's hard isn't it because schools want to maintain that open culture where you can talk about anything but at the same time they've got that statutory lawful duty to go well actually you know your parents need to know we kind of need to share some of this information to keep you safe it's a really hard one that one it's not the first time that i've heard um, a student say they're worried about where something will go and that somehow it becomes bigger and bigger and the more people that know the more difficult it is to contain so i think there is something schools can learn from that particularly um, that it doesn't get out of proportion and go where you don't want it to go is there anything else you wanted to add Maybe something that they could do to try help and keep people's mental health up is just try and make everyone happy in general. Like, make sure there's opportunities for people and don't punish 
like a whole group of people on a whole mm. because if somebody is involved in that group and they haven't got the best things going on for them at the time it can make them feel a lot worse if they feel they're being punished in school mm. without a good reason mm. so just to try and just you know dig deeper and try not to just blame a whole load of people when you can find what's really going on. Lots of nods. Yeah. That's brilliant. Mm. Matt, Josh, Will, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, I think you've been really, really um, insightful and um, I know that what you've shared is going to help the school, so thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. Once again in this episode, we see some common threads of what young people feel they need. A trusted adult, safe spaces, lessons on helping them with their emotions and mental health, and the ability for adults in school to see beyond a behaviour. With three quarters of deaths by suicide being men in 2018, according to the Office of National Statistics, and age 45 to 49 years being the highest specific suicide rate, I wonder if their openness to talk about mental health compared to the older generations who talk about just sucking it up might actually help change things. It's just a thought. The resource attached to the episode this week is a visual technique that I use particularly with students in training but is a useful analogy to share with staff about the importance of trust when we're creating an environment of wanting students and staff to talk about mental health in school. It's all bottom drawer stuff. Take a look on the Halcyon website to see what I mean. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast. For more information and support on this topic, go to the resources section on the website. That's www.halcyon.education forward slash podcasts.